hope you're tucked in. Because you are now in bed with Dr. Sooners. Hello, all my loyal listeners. Well, we're down to the final two episodes of the Summer of Domination, despite my forced hiatus. Today, I have for you a true force to be reckoned with. Domina Vengeance. And just as her name suggests, she takes no shit from anyone. So be forewarned, gentlemen, you need to approach with not so much caution, but with a brain. Asking a whole pile of stupid questions could get you a trip to the hospital with severe bites. And there's no cure for the rabies she'll infect you with. I bring you Domina Vengeance right after this. Maxim Magazine calls it one of the 100 things to do before you die. The Los Angeles Times calls it the mother of all Halloween blowouts. Saturday, October 31st, Halloween night at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. It's the 20th anniversary of the fetish and fantasy Halloween Ball. That's right, fellow freaks. The Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year, and the insanity will be mind-blowing. Three giant rooms on two levels provide you with six hours of erotic intensity and entertainment, featuring the Psycho Circus, Phantom's Lair, the Red Room of Pleasure, and the Human Zoo, along with the hottest DJs in Vegas and L.A. burning up the dance floor. And don't miss the Lifestyles Expo, where you can pick up all your kinky toys and meet some of the sexiest folks in fetish. The 20th anniversary of the Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball is going to be huge, and I've scored you a discount on your tickets. Simply go to wanttickets.com backslash rubber to save $10 on each general admission ticket you buy. Get your tickets now, because the price goes up the closer it gets to Halloween. Right now is the best time to buy. Go to wanttickets.com backslash rubber and enter the promo code rubber to get your discount. And don't forget to grab your VIP tickets for even more freaky fun while you're there. That's wanttickets.com backslash rubber and enter the promo code rubber. The 20th anniversary of the Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. Halloween night. Join me. I dare you. <laughs> and now here is Domina Vengeance. Well, you guys, today we have someone with us who could actually scare the pants off you, if you're lucky. We have Domina, I say Domina, some people say Domina, Vengeance. So, see, that's the laugh I was hoping for, right there. That, you know what, that's the, that's the laugh of your demise, boys. <laughs> that is the laugh of your demise, right there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Loves it, darling. So, I've been asking everybody, how do you like subs to greet you? So if someone's coming to you they've never spoken to you before, hopefully they've been smart and done some research and know who you are, how do you like to be addressed? Well, usually I, I get guys who come to me and they'll call me Domina. 
Then I get those that I happen to notice are very squeamish. And I tell them that this is the only time they get to call me this, but they get to call me by my first name. Ah. Especially, especially in public, because not too many guys are comfortable with calling someone ma'am, my lady. And that should be changed. I'm just saying. I, I just think that should be a given anyways. Oh, yes. Uh, however, it's, it's there's just that time where someone comes to me and he's shaking. And I mean, <laughs> petrified, shaking to the point of where I'm like, okay, calm down. Let's act like human beings here and not dom and sub <laughs> for a moment. So are you willing to say what your first name is or do you want to save it? Yeah, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll definitely say But don't it. use it with her, whatever you do. Uh, believe me, you don't have permission to say it unless I give it to you. Thank you. <laughs> and if I give it to you, it's only a one-time deal. You get to use it once. Yes, they do. Only once. And my first name is Kenosha. <gasps> what a pretty name. Thank you. Kenosha. It sounds so pretty. Well, my first and middle name, and I'm going to say this, ironically, my father gave me my name. And it is an Indian name, and it means good news. So he thought he was getting a son, so that would have been good news. But instead, he's he got a daughter. Well, that's good news. Come on. Well, for my well for my dad back then, he wanted a boy. He wanted a boy first. Sorry, Dad. So Kenosha is Kenosha not a city? I'm not. I'm not trying to like yes, erase the name. It's a city in Wisconsin. Not Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin, yes, it is. isn't it? Yes. And isn't that derived from the Indian name, right? Matter of fact, it's spelled, the city is spelled K-E-N-O-S-H-A. Just get rid of E. <laughs> it's K-N-O-S-H-A. Really? So they took the A out, so that no, makes it even more took unique. The e out. Oh, they took the E out. Either way, it makes it far more unique. Exactly. And I'll be nice and give the middle name, because it goes right with it. Okay. Taylana. Taylana with a T? T A Y L A N A. Taylana. Oh, it's so God, that's so exotically beautiful. <laughs> I think that's absolutely stunning. But for some, it's the it's the name of death when you walk into the nightclub. Why? Because I'm the I'm the head bouncer at the door. Are you really? Yes. You're a freaking bouncer. Yes. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Do you know how many people I've thrown out? How many people I've had to defend myself from? Oh my God, that's brilliant! Oh, and the best part about it is, usually the people that I'm dealing with are all younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So I have to think about, okay, who, who's his mom? Who's his dad? Do I know them? Really, you put that much thought into it? Oh, with some of these, with some of these cats, yes, you you have to. With some of really? them, you have to. Because you can't just turf them. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't. But there's times where, honestly, yeah, I've had to. I've had to turf, derf, dump, <laughs> snuff, and literally fuck up somebody. And when I've had to go through that, by the time I'm done, all my coworkers are like, "Here, go get a drink, chill out." The clientele that be at the bar depends on whether it's a hip-hop night, a reggae night, or if it's a Latin night. If it's Latin night, I'm getting hit on. 
automatically. So obviously this is like a dance club, oh, right? Oh, people go in party. I okay. work in dance. I work in nightclub. So is that that's your day job, if you will? That's your that's, that's my it's sort of your week, vanilla. It's a weekend vanilla job, right? Okay. okay. Right? And then through the week you do this, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Sessions, and you I obviously you love sessions. it. I do real time sessions. I do webcam sessions. I do phone sessions. I broadcast, and it's rare that I broadcast due to my vanilla life. I was going to say, you have time constraints, do you know? Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) And she's four. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not mine, so, (laughs) I mean, all of That doesn't matter. All of mine are, all of my children are adults. Everyone is over the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, when I say everyone is over the age of 18, my two oldest will be 24 and 26 next month. Mm-hmm. My two youngest, one will be 23 in September and the other one will be 20 in December. See, now that shocks me because honestly, and I'm not blowing smoke here, you must have had them when you were like 10 because you do not no, look I like had, an older I, dom at I all. my first, ironically, at the age of 15. Okay, I was going to say, because you don't look like you're, you know, middle-aged at all. Black don't crack, that's what they say. That is so true. I will agree with that. You guys age so much better. And ironically, and you're going to laugh at this, okay? Well, not laugh, but a lot of people find it funny. My father was black Irish. My mother, lover, her grandfather was the Jewish butcher. Well, not her grandfather, but her father was the Jewish butcher. And my grandmother was a lady who worked in one of the local factories. And we all know back in the 50s, there was no intermingling. Oh, hell no. Are you kidding? (laughs) Back of the bus. It's like you had your own water fountain. Everything is retarded. Imagine growing up during a time where back then everybody went by who your father was. Mm -hmm. All of the the school paperwork went under your father the the father's name mm-hmm. okay all the um census records went by the father's last name i found that out while going through looking here myself so you were looking into your genealogy yeah, i was at one point yes i was and then I that's really interesting hannah that's too many people to be talking to <laughs> <laughs> so you've got quite Florida. the mixed background <laughs> Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Reverend in Connecticut. I have a retired Reverend, Doctor, Bishop, whatever in the family who lived here in New York. Um, I have family in Ohio. But like I said, I have family all over the place. Anywhere I go, I wouldn't be surprised if I bumped into somebody in the family anyway. So have you got, like, racially mixed backgrounds? Oh, very. And I want to think my children, and I'm going to say this, my oldest son, his father, his son is from El Salvador. He's Salvadorian. He's Salvadoreño. Okay. My two daughters, their father was German and Cherokee. So it sounds to me like you have been dominant almost all your life, have you? Oh, in school, I was called the bully. Really? In junior high, yes, I was. But of course, you picked on people. You're mean. No, actually, I was I was the defender. Good girl. So you defended all the little guys that were being picked on. Didn't matter what nationality they were. Okay. Oh, why would nationality have anything to do with it? Because <laughs> back then, a lot of it had to do with nationality. Yeah, Growing up where I'm from, we have a very big 
Latino community. I'm 65 miles north of New York City. So imagine who's here. In Newburgh, New York. I was going to say, it's got to be pretty damn white. No, not anymore. Really? I would have, well, not now because you're there, but I'm just saying it had to be predominantly white, was it not? Um, yes, it was. But now that now, ironically, we're the minority. Well, black. that's happening everywhere. Oh, yes, both <laughs> black and white. So what got you into doing online stuff? Like you're dominant your whole life. What turned you to domination or dominate being a dominatrix? It just clicked. Honestly, it literally just clicked with me. Like, how did you find it? A lot of people used to do Dungeon 9 with Yahoo, mm-hmm. with the Yahoo chat. I ironically found a different chat called AirG. So what did you do? Like, were you just in chat rooms and, oh, like, had, what um, did you do? There was, a, there was a chat room called, and ironically, it was called Master Slate. Um, and I met people all over the all over the place. A lot of guys took me under under their wing, and they taught me the rules. Okay, we had long discussions in chat rooms. A lot of times, the fantasy role play. Uh, let's just say a lot of people found me scary. That's always a good thing. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, so, how did you learn your real time stuff then? One of the gentlemen who was on there also happened to live in my area. So Ooh. I paid him a little visit and we started with the training then. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. like the gentleman used to be right here in Newburgh. And at one point in time, I believe he was my landlord. He, he was living the lifestyle here in Newburgh. He had his own, he had his own house. The girls lived elsewhere. The girls had their jobs that they did because he had a lot of submissive females. Mm-hmm. Every apartment building that was his, he had an apartment with at least two to three girls in it. I'll be damned. Mm-hmm. Well, being a landlord, that kind of comes in because handy for that. Yes, it does. So did you learn being a sub with him? Like yes, he, I bought him. Yeah, okay. I, oh, okay. That's, I, bought that's, I thought you okay. meant, okay, he I thought knew, you went over there and he he's teaching you to be dumb. He knew he was not going to get me to submit. So let's get into your biz. Let's get into your business. Oh, yes. Your domination business. <laughs> so we know that you were dominant since you were since you were little, and you always looked out for the underdog. Oh. And now that you're doing real time sessions, how does it feel? Oh, these guys have no idea how wet I get every time I do a session with one of them. They have, and you know no that's a really idea. good point. I, that's a I super get, good point. I get ex- I get sexually aroused when I'm spanking someone over my knee. Or if I'm even whipping them with one of my whips, the screams, the moans, mm-hmm. the begging for more. It's like good sex. It's just that I don't have to touch you sexually in order to get off. And I love it. I Honestly, I love it. I've been, and I'm going to say this, I have been single for 11 years. The last relationship I had was a vanilla relationship. And he didn't know about my kinky side until two years ago. And by so then, why didn't he you moved know? on. The gentleman moved on. He did. De- but why didn't you tell him? Were you ashamed of it? No, I just didn't tell him mm-hmm. because, like him, he had his secrets and I have mine. There were certain secrets that I just didn't want people to know about. But once I started coming out more and more and doing more sessions with people it got better 
got mm-hmm. we got a whole lot better. And then when I started going to the munches in the local area, I found out that not everybody is as blatantly honest as I am. And believe me when I say I am blatantly honest when it comes to my lifestyle. I have a very bad temper. And if I lose it, not only is the DS relationship done, but I will put myself, and I'm going to say this, I will put myself into a batterer's group and do the batterer's group until I feel that urge to maim and destroy completely is at least diminished. I won't say that it'll be gone, but I will say it will be diminished. (laughs) But doesn't that make you dangerous doing what you do? Ironically, yes, it does. Okay. (laughs) Ironically, yes, it does. Especially when I know so many ways to tie a rope. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like, okay, so you have this this obvious, the anger issue sitting there. Mm-hmm. Could you not flip into that anger in the middle of a session and actually hurt someone? I had an altercation before coming into the session, and I'm still tuned to the violence of breaking someone's jaw, breaking someone's arm, breaking their leg, or whatever. I will reschedule. Uh, I will reschedule, and then I will literally go home, turn off my phone. It's it's called True Blood. (laughs) It's called... I go through a vampire marathon when I go through having violent tendencies like that. I literally do a nonstop marathon of movies and shows that are vampire, that vampires, werewolves, something that's going to calm me down. So seeing, so if you were to see, for example, a vampire attacking someone, wouldn't that just rile you up though? No, actually, because I know that it's a TV show and I process things a lot differently than most people because my mind is constantly going even when I'm asleep. So mm-hmm. when, say, for instance, a vampire attacks a person on on a show, I'm like, okay, what did that person do to deserve the attack? If the person was running away because the person was scared, then the vampire was in the wrong. <laughs> gotcha. But if, the, but if the vampire is chasing the person because that's that person's mate, or SO or whatever, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, foreplay. How do you think that you're different from all the other doms out there? I can't say that I'm different from any of the other doms because we all do basically almost the same thing. It's just that the only thing that's different about me is that when I'm with some, when I'm with a sub in the room, if I don't feel no chemistry, okay, and I say chemistry, if I don't feel it, then the session doesn't come out right, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the subs that I have met, they love me because I'm honest. I do sit down with the sub and I do explain the situation. Or I'll give them, de- I-, I will literally tell them, okay, what are your, I say to them, this is, what's your fetish? What is your, per- what is your favorite personal fetish? And a lot of the times these guys are into feet, ass, and tits. Normal male response Mm -hmm. and they're like okay breast worship is definitely out because you're not putting your lips on me okay ass worship i will sit on your face but that's about as far as i'm going and i tell them that i'm blatantly honest with what i say but if you're sitting on their face are you doing it naked and are they allowed to touch you yeah that's the one thing i don't do i look i will strip down to my bra and panties and do a face sitting session 
I will. Just as much as I will be in either leather or PVC and I'm sitting on your face. If I if I'm doing any type of breath uh, breath play, I'm smothering someone with my tits. And again, I'm in my bras or I'm in my corsets. There's limitations and I'm very careful with myself. I don't take off my clothes completely for nobody. Unless I'm taking a shower by myself or I'm in the middle of getting some really good nook. <laughs> my clothes are will stay on. If I'm true, if I'm in the middle of some bad nook, I will stop be like back up, back up, back up, hold up. You said how how many inches were you when how many inches did you say you were? I love doing this. Guys be sitting there telling me, Oh, I'm nine, ten inches. 12, 13, okay, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen 9, I've seen 10, I've seen 11, I've seen 12, I've seen 13, I've seen 15 inches of man meat, okay, <laughs> alpha male, hung like a donkey, oh my god, I'm going to be a bloody mess when I'm done. And that was, I was going to ask you that, does size matter? <laughs> Hell's up. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I am sorry to say this. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm no, I was okay. going to say, don't be sorry to say it. It's true. I was, like I said, not. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, not. But if you sit there and tell me you're Long Don DeMarco and you're a member of the Itty Bitty Clitty Committee, get ready for the humiliation. Because <laughs> you're going to break up the rules or prove them wrong. <laughs> I'm going to burn you up. And a lot of times when people hear me speak, they're like, oh, my God, you speak so eloquently and fluently. I'm like, thank you. But then I turn around and I'm like, so what the fuck do you want? And I go straight. You go all ghetto on it. Exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and I've had guys look at me and they're like, really? Is that how you talk when you're not around people? Yes, the hell it is. I cuss. I will scream at you i will tell you where to go what to do how to do it and then i will tell you um i don't give a fuck if you do it in front of me or not if a sub's coming to you for a session what are your hard limits as far as what you will not do for a sub i'm sorry you know naked no, no, no. <laughs> knives are out of the question needles are out of the question out of the question i understand everybody loves needle play okay and knife play but um no you see i learned i learned from my 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 environment and i've seen what happens to people when they get stuck with needles and usually it's not a good thing right okay? mm -hmm. It's usually not a good thing. And plus, I, I'm more aware of what can be transmitted by blood. And yes, blood play is out of the question. No, I'm sorry. Whoever asked for a ruby shower the last time I spoke with them, I'm sorry. The answer is no, I don't do ruby. I don't do ruby. I don't do Roman, knife, needle, certain racial fetishes. So like racial humiliation, do you not like that? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love doing that every day. I do that. I, as a matter of fact, I do that every day. So what do you do when you're not working? What do you do to relax? Well, usually I listen to music, lots and lots of music. I'm an avid reader. Um, my favorite things to read, my favorite genres to read are mostly paranormal romance, vampire, werewolves, mm -hmm. anything, any type of wear, bear, tiger, jaguar. I love cookbooks. I love cookbooks because I love to cook. Tell me why you love being a dom. 
the reason why I love being a dom is because I don't know anything else. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything else. I mean, oh my God. From the time I from the time I was a little girl, hemming guys up in in the um, in the old garbage houses in the projects from and from junior high, it's been a given. Okay, it's been a given for me. I love being who I am. Okay, a lot of people sit there and say, "Oh, sit there and say, oh, I'm fake." But when the subs meet me, they're like, "You're nothing compared to what I think." Or what, or how I know a dom should is supposed to be. You are the exception, and I'm like, yes, I am. I have met a lot of doms, okay, male and female, in the lifestyle, and there are some that love me. They understand who, where I'm coming from, be it that they've had the same experiences growing up or not. Um, but they understand me, and then I have those that just don't like me because I am who I am, and they try to ruin my reputation. They try to cause problems for me and like I said I tried to keep that 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 one side of me who can be a I can go from being a sadist to a narcissist in a minute and my brain thinks of the most horrible way to maim or abuse or hurt or to literally hurt someone be it physically mentally emotionally or even spiritually I can't be, I can't help but be who I am mm -hmm. okay I can't help it all right. Yes, I'm an. Well, if you could, if you could be anything else, what would you want to be? There isn't anything else I would rather be, honestly. That's good. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna say this. A lot of the times that I get submissives that come for me for sessions, they want mommy. Some of them want mommy. They want a mommy dom. Okay. Mm -hmm. My kids will tell you, I'm not the nicest mommy. <laughs> uh, I'm a strict disciplinarian, okay, and it also goes that goes into my into my sessions as well because I have a lot of guys that call me up that now remember when you said losing control and hurting mm -hmm. them to the point where it's not safe, right? So my corporal punishment sessions <laughs> are like that, okay. I have gentlemen who contact me for CP. They contact me for sessions and they want me to do, to be no holds barred. And I'm like, are you sure you want that? I said, because I can be, and I tell them, I can be a very dangerous person. If you're saying no safe word, no limit, you have a very high pain threshold. I'm sorry. The person that has the highest pain threshold in the room is me. There you go. I am the one with the highest pain threshold. And, I, and there is nothing worse than death when it comes to pain. However, a lot of people say that childbirth is the worst pain. No, I'm sorry. I was falling asleep, pushing out a 13 and three quarter diameter head of a child who is 19. That's nothing. Childbirth is nothing. But I will say this, if I lose my temper and I become that person that literally should not be doing a session, I will walk away. I will put down my equipment and I will walk away. I will go into the back room, I will roll me a blunt, and I will smoke it to the face. I will smoke it to the face, I will come back into the session, even though I'm higher than a kite. And I will sit down on whatever chair is in the room, if it's a throne, I'm sitting on it. I'm going to bring said person to me, sit him on the floor in front of me, and explain to him why I had to leave the room. And when I say, Sue, that I have a really bad temper, um, 
one of the citizens in this town found out what happens when you lift when someone can lift a car to two wheels and then drop it on you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of harsh. Yes. <laughs> that's the reason why I say that's where I back off. I mm-hmm. back off. Before I can get to that point where I feel like I want to throw you out of a window or I want to stab you with a knife or and or I just want to Lorena bob at you. <laughs> I will leave the situation <laughs> before it gets that far. Um, and on behalf of those of us who don't want to die or have our dicks cut off, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you're most welcome. <laughs> what do you want everyone to know about you that they don't know? Even though I listen to all types of music, reggae, hip-hop, metal, I do sing. But I haven't, I really don't sing often. And when I do sing, it's usually to, it's usually a song that I like. My favorite group right now is In This Moment with Maria um, Brink. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I can't growl for nothing, but I, I try. <laughs> I try. But, I mean, I, other than the music, the cooking... I love camping. I love hiking. I love going swimming. Camping is my favorite, actually. Just to get out in nature and being who I am, it's a it, it, it's freeing for me. Matter of fact, something that not a lot of people know. I went and had a private little circle of just myself, and after I performed ritual and went into my um, trance, I fell asleep mm-hmm. while in trance. When I woke up, it was the birds were chirping. It was nice. It was peaceful. I wake up. I've got a stag, a doe, and her fawn, not even ten feet away from me, mm-hmm. watching over me as I slept. Shows you how special you are. Oh yes, I'm so glad that I'm not like the rest of the the girls that are coming in and they're doing they're doing sessions, but honestly. In my opinion, they're doing them wrong. I went to a dungeon in New York City, but they're all day. No clients showed up, okay? And I had and I had clients scheduled, but none of them showed up. While I'm, while I'm there and I'm waiting to leave, okay, because I stayed. I, I got there late, but I stayed till at least 10 o'clock. While I was in that dungeon, I seen certain things that I did not like. And and one of them is my uh, is the clients doing drugs harder than marijuana in the waiting room i'm sorry that's not me i will not play with someone me being the one who's 420 okay that's one thing but if a client is worse than 420 i'm not playing with them if they're drunk i'm not playing with them if they're high on coke i'm sorry no it's the way it should be i had an interview with and you're gonna laugh at this I had an interview with Daddy Premier from the pay, um, Premier Pay Place on mm-hmm. YouTube. Right. And our our conversation lasted four hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, find well, out, again, I mean, that's, you get into the subject and it can get quite oh, interesting. It, it, we got into multiple subjects, mm-hmm. multiple different subjects. And, and I'm going to say this, one of them was about the incident in Baltimore with the police mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I I was talking about how the police department here is. Well, now I get to say that they've actually 
changed up, okay, because a lot of the guys that I said in that interview that were useless, um, they're a bunch of pussies and what have you, yeah, um, we got a whole new bunch around here, and and I can only say, damn, okay, these guys are, are, are not pushovers, okay, they are not pushovers, there's, and we now have more females on the force here and there are no pushovers either but they respect me too and i love it because <laughs> they see me at they see me at the nightclubs if some of them are doing night shift and they're like how the hell do you put up with all these drunk motherfuckers i say quite easily i tune them out unless they smack me on my ass or they try and grab my tit i'm not gonna do nothing to them if they smack me on my ass, they're gonna get a they get one warning. If they do it again, I break I try to break their hands. If they grab my tit, they get a slap. First it's on well, the hand. Well that seems only fair. Yep. First it's on the hand, but if they grab my tit too hard, they get an elbow to the face. And, and the cops last they laugh with me because they know I have to defend myself from everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um was it Friday last Friday? I went out, didn't have to work. Uh, apparently, I now have my weekends free due to the fact that the club that I was working at, they said they no longer needed a female. After I specifically told them that I was going to be away for the weekend, and I come back the following week to talk about, oh, we don't need you anymore. I'm like, really? You don't need a female here at this establishment. Okay. So I sat down in the bar, and and all my favorite patrons were buying me beer. That's the first night. <laughs> right the second night okay i walked in there and i was in literally in a dress not many people see me in a dress and when they do it's a shock to their system because they're so used to seeing me in tight jeans t-shirts that blatantly say security on the front and back my natural hair out or if i'm i'm actually wearing a wig it's turned it's pulled up into a, a, a makeshift bun on the back of my head and I'm working. But the to see me come into the into the establishment and I'm wearing wedges and a maxi dress makes people's head turn. Because people's out of character, that's why Yeah, it is out of I'm out it is out of character, but you understand a lot of people eventually they're like, we want to see you more like this. And I'm like, sorry, but that's not happening. The only way you're going to catch me is if you actually see me sitting on my porch and I'm in a dress. And usually the only time I'm wearing a dress is for a special occasion. The rest of the time I'm in jeans. I'm in cut off mm-hmm. shorts. I'm in wife beaters. Right. When I'm relaxing. I'm just, I'm just me. You're just you. I'm just me. Okay. Exactly. And I got to thank you, darling, for doing this for me, for being on the show. I am so glad you've been on it, and I'm glad you've been able to share yourself with everybody. (laughs) Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Here is yet another woman who learned to be the best Dom she could be by first being a sub. I contend it's one of the best and, dare I say, only way you can learn the art of domination properly. And for those of you who think by exposing a dominant woman's submissive past, you in some way shame and hurt our business, (laughs) I dare you to tell Dominant Vengeance that she's less of a dom because of learning through being a sub. Seriously, I dare you. Go ahead, try it.
you, of course, can find all sorts of ways to both get in touch with and serve Domina Vengeance at InBedWithDrSue.com and check out her show page. That's where all the links are. Now, before I go, I'm going to drag out my little soapbox. Or let's say this is more like my Jerry Springer end of show moment. You know, when Jerry sits on his bar stool at the end of the show and imparts words of wisdom into the mad circus that just performed on his stage. I don't know why he bothers, but hey. First of all, I want to thank everyone for the support and the love they sent me during this crazy-ass illness. Your kind words, your prayers, your focused thoughts are what kept me going when I thought I was done for, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. I honestly thought a few times that this virus was going to do me in, and that's before we knew what it was. So thank you to everyone who sent messages of support. I'm still not 100%, but it's definitely coming along much better. Now, that said, I want to point something out. I am shocked by how many ladies in our community are suffering with various illnesses. Illnesses that they keep extremely quiet. When I started booking for this series of shows, I had quite a few women turn me down based on their own health or health issues of a loved one. Why I'm bringing this up is because, as you may or may not know, there is a lot of petty infighting that goes on in our community. Women attacking other women because they think of them as competition or just plain bored because their own business is lacking. And I can't even really say this is all just the ladies either. There are some subs out there that poke the tiger and cause shit too. My point in telling you this is simple. I'm asking you to think before you strike at someone else. Yes, I've been guilty of doing it in the past. We all have. It's easy to get caught up in the bullshit. But just think first. You have no idea what that person is dealing with behind the scenes. Whether it's their own issues, issues of their family members, people that they love. You just don't know what else you could be putting on that person's plate. And when you're feeling sick or you're in pain, (laughs) trust me, the last thing you need is someone throwing shade or just plain being a bitch. So please, think before you strike, and preferably don't strike at all. Remember, intelligent people don't respond to bullshit. Now, another thing that has come to my attention, because for some reason, you guys, I love it. Understand, I love it. It's okay, you guys can do this. But for some reason, everybody comes to me with their, their issues. <laughs> I mean, hello, I'm a therapist. That's what everybody does, right? So I will hear things. And I'm just imparting words of wisdom to you guys, because if I hear it more than once, I figure, oh, we got a little bit of an issue going on here. So what's come to my attention can be filed under business advice. For those of you who are doing your domination full time, whether you are a pro dom or just answer phones, it takes guts to be an entrepreneur. And that's what you are. You don't have a nine to five. You work for you. And when the money isn't coming in, it's really easy to get caught up in focusing on the lack of money coming in, especially when you consider that what we do is a very solitary business. We are, for the most part, alone all the time. Even pro-doms, okay, yeah, you're seeing a sub, but you're still, you're alone. You're running your own business. You are by yourself. And when the money starts to dry up, you can start to panic. Both myself and my boyfriend, I should call him husband friend, that's what my sister calls him because, I mean, I've been with the guy for 20 years, but it's, it's weird to call him boyfriend, but it's also weird to call him husband. Anyways, 
We have both been business owners for decades. Prior to taking All My Business Online, we ran two brick and mortar businesses. One was a sex shop, the other one was actually a limousine business. And I've been through recessions. I've been through, even since taking my stuff online, night flirts spinning out of existence for a while, which I have to admit freaked me out because I never got the memo. Um, I've had my site attacked by Muslim extremists. That's pretty freaky. But what I want you to understand is when you are an entrepreneur, money ebbs and flows. And I don't want you guys concentrating on the ebb. And when you work alone, it's very easy to let your mind squirrels take over and start chattering in your head about no money. For those of you who listen to me on a regular basis, you would know mind squirrels are those thoughts that are in your head that just are so incredibly negative and they just go on and on and on and on. I call them mind squirrels because they're just like little chattering squirrels. There's no calls. There's no money. You should never have done this. You should get a paycheck like everyone else. Go and be a greeter at Walmart. Chittering all day, especially at night. Night seems to be the worst for squirrels. I have no idea why, but it just is. But here's my advice to you when your squirrels take over. You have to know, and I mean know, this is where faith kicks in. You have to know the money is coming to you because the more you focus on the lack of money, guess what? You're going to get more lack of money. You don't have to believe in the law of attraction for it to work. I'm going to tell you it is a law no different than the law of gravity. You don't get out of bed in the morning and think, oh, God, I hope gravity works today. It's, not, it's the same thing. Gravity's working all the time. So is the law of attraction. So what you focus on is what you will get. It's the same idea as, okay, say you're looking at a new car. You see a shiny new car and you think, God, that is so hot. All of a sudden, you start seeing them everywhere. It's all coming from the same place. Okay? These are physical laws. So even if you don't believe in the law of attraction, it's still going to work. So you might as well kick onto the bandwagon and understand that when the money isn't coming in, the more you freak and the more you focus on, oh my God, there's no calls. Oh my God, there's no, I haven't had a tribute. Ah. Okay. The more you do that, the more of that you're going to get. So you're going to have even more to worry about. Where faith kicks in is knowing that, okay, it's an ebb ebbs and flows, no big deal. Know that that money is going to come in at some point. So don't get caught up in the negativity. Don't get caught up in the negative thoughts. The best thing that you can do is push them aside as best as you can and focus on something that makes you feel good. It doesn't have to have anything to do with money. Just break that thought cycle and you watch and the money will start coming back in. Honest Engines works every time. So don't let yourself fall into that. We're talking decades of worrying here. Don't do what I did. Do what I do now. <laughs> because worrying gets you more to worry about. I don't worry about it now. Can't be bothered worrying about it. Many other things to be putting your thoughts towards. So ladies, don't worry about it. Don't think you're doing something wrong. Don't try and analyze why the calls aren't coming in. Don't go down that road. And whatever you do, don't go down the road of, oh, well, she's making money. I'm doing something wrong. I need to do what she's doing. Okay, just shh, calm down. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about what your neighbor's doing. Maybe work on your own marketing. There's always something to work on. You guys know that. There's always something that you can busy your mind with. But know, know that the money is coming in. 
and let it go. You're not doing anything wrong. It's not because you're not marketing enough. It's not, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know your business, but if you think there's more marketing that can be done, then get out and do more marketing. My point is just don't get caught up in, oh my God, there's no money coming in. Now, some doms will sit there and they'll say to you, oh, well, then you're just stupid because, you know, you're doing it the wrong way. I'm not stupid enough to let my life be ruled by subs. Okay, ladies who say that, please back off because just because you have a nine to five that you enjoy, I'm hoping you enjoy it, doesn't mean that the rest of the world is going to function the same way. And it doesn't mean that the girls who are doing this full time are doing it wrong. Now, Some of them are doing it wrong. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just simply saying is don't sit there and shit on somebody else by saying, well, I got my shit together and you don't. Again, it's what I was saying before. Don't strike at people. Let them do it wrong. It's their journey. It's their thing. Let them do it. All I'm saying is for those of you who have been freaking out lately because the calls are sort of dwindling, remember, one, it's summer. Everybody's stuck with their family. There's not a lot of guys out there that can, you know, pull away from their families at this point in time because the kids are home. Understand, you got another week and then everything should start functioning again. So don't let it get you down, whatever you do. And whenever you're bored, hell, listen to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I mean, come on. I give this to you guys so that you guys can have some fun with this. I'm just kidding. Anyways, that's the end of my diatribe. So hopefully I didn't bore the hell out of you and hopefully some of you heard what I had to say. And... Let's see. That's about it, I guess. Uh, Our finale is, I'm hoping to get the finale up and ready to go for Wednesday. We have a very special finale guest who is having the tables turned on her. Let's just put it that way. So, until the last Summer of Domination show in a few days, this is Dr. Sue saying, I love you guys. Try and play nice. See ya. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.